Hi, listeners. Kim Honeycutt here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of ICU Talks podcast. Her voices. You're about to hear about 10 minutes of a young woman named Jessica Mullins. Jessica's never shared her testimony before. She's the epitome of why we started ICU Talks in the first place, to give someone like her whose heart has been broken, who's grieving, a place to share from the stage. So enjoy, and I hope you get from it what I did. Okay, so we're going to start off with a short prayer. So, dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity to share my story for your glory to help others. Open hearts to receive your word. Transform my heart into healing, my fear into faith, and my past into a future with hope. Thank you for all my friends who came to support me, and thank you for taking care of my sweet baby until I get to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Psalms 107.2, let the redeemed of the Lord tell, those, tell their story, those who redeem from the hand of the foe. Infant loss is something not talked about, but I'm breaking the silence and telling the world that it does happen to one in four women. I'm a mama of four, two sunshines, an angel, and a rainbow. On July 31st, 2013, at 34 weeks pregnant with my angel, I woke up feeling very sick and no baby movement. I called my doctor, and they immediately said it was probably some sort of bug not to worry, to just rest, stay hydrated, and call back in two hours of no change. So after two hours of no change and no baby movement, I called back, and they again reassured me, told me to stay calm, eat something sugary, monitor the movement, and call back in two hours. So I did all that and fell asleep and then woke up three and a half hours later, still feeling sick, no movement, and now contractions had begun. So I called back to my doctor at this point, and I demanded to be seen. And they agreed to see me as a walk-in. So my husband and two kids took me to the hospital, or to the doctor office, and we waited forever. And the office was getting ready to close because it was late in the day. So 30 minutes before the office was going to close, they took me back, and they hooked me up to the non-stress machine to monitor the contractions and detected a heartbeat of 108. And I asked the nurse if that was the baby's heartbeat, and she said yes, but the baby seems to be in distress. So later, about 15, 20 minutes later, the doctor came in, all in a hurry, and very rudely said, we're going to send you to the hospital to be monitored, but I believe everything is just fine. So rude. So he left there, thinking we were having a baby. My husband left me there to find care for our kids. The nurse took me to a room and hooked me to the monitors, and then she put the heart rate monitor on me, and instantly a heartbeat of 108 came up. And in that moment, I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't speak or say anything. And the nurse struggled to find the baby for about 15 minutes. She then said, I'm going to call the doctor. So the doctor came in with the ultrasound machine and scanned the baby. And once he'd seen all he needed to see, he turned it off and he said, Mrs. Mullins, I'm very sorry, but there's no heartbeat. And when you hear those words, there's no heartbeat, the trap door opens and you fall. He then immediately said, do you need me to call someone? And I said, yes, my husband, Kevin. So he left the room to call him and the nurse stayed with me. 
And after about 15 minutes, my husband came in and said he was coming off the elevator as the doctor was calling him. And all I could think was but God and how he knew I needed Kevin to come back at that time. We hugged, we cried, we talked, we caught our family and our pastor and his wife. And then my mom, once my mom arrived, that's when I became more emotional and broke down. Um, then later that evening, they, the doctor came in and told me some of the reasons that our baby could have, heart could have stopped and what could have happened. And he also told me that I had to be induced to deliver our non-breathing baby. The hardest part of all was telling our kids who were eight and six. Their dad told them their baby sister was going to be born, not alive, not breathing, like a baby dog. They had lots of questions and didn't completely understand. After they left to go home, the doctors told me to rest and prepare for the next day. It was very hard to rest because I was a mess. The next day, on August, 30, on August 1st, 2013, I began to be induced. I had lots of anxiety, and it was a very long emotional day. But the doctors gave me lots of pain and anxiety meds to help me. I was very medicated. Our pastor came to pray for God to give us peace and told us to call him when she arrived. After a very long day, at 3 p.m., I gave birth to the most beautiful angel, who he named Eva Marie. She was four pounds, 10 ounces, and seven and one-fourth inch. After she was placed in my arms, but God showed up again by sending our pastor back to pray with us. We got to hold our baby for several hours, but when it was time to give her up, it was very hard, and I began to cry and feel more emotional and broken because I knew that our baby wasn't going to be going home with us. Jesus replies, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. After returning home without my baby, I began to suffer from post-traumatic anxiety and depression and had to rely on medication to even function. I remember having a church friend come over, and she didn't know what to say, so she just sat on the couch with me and spoke not a word. All her presence was all I needed. Our church family stepped up by providing food for our family and lots of prayers and kind words. Two days after coming home, I re returned to the hospital for some complications. My, mo my mom was very helpful in planning her funeral. I don't really remember much about that day, except at the gravesite, my husband carried her tiny pink casket up the hill and I completely melted in the car and started crying and freaking out and said, I'm not going to go up there. But my dad grabbed me by the hand and dragged me up there. And it was the hardest thing for me because it made it official that we were never going to hold our baby on earth again. The weeks, days, and months were super hard. But with the support of, the, of my daughters, the Kindermorn house, our family and friends, I managed to cope and I found out I was pregnant again on October the 1st, 2013. It was a very hard pregnancy, and I had lots of anxiety. But with the support of my doctors, family, friends, I made it through to 37 weeks. I had my rainbow baby, Owen. A rainbow baby is a baby born after a loss of a baby, 
Just like after a storm, something, a rainbow appears, something beautiful after something scary and dark. I also mentioned that I have two sunshines. My sunshines, sunshine, my sunshines are Emma, 13, and Nolan, 11, and sunshines are kids born before a loss. Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. The Kinder, the Kinder Morn House was a place that offered counseling. They hold events to help families remember their babies, such as a duck race and the butterfly release. Our family attends these often, and we are very grateful to the Kinder Morn House. After losing Eva, we attended a couple's grief counseling called Empty Arms, and it was very helpful to me, other moms who had experienced the loss. My kids also attended counseling. We, we as a family do things to remember our sweet angel, such as releasing balloons on her birthday and at Christmas. We also visit her gravesite often. While most babies learn to walk, mine learn to fly. Even though this experience was very hard and tragic, I know I am redeemed by God's grace. This is a process and we are all human. I know that I'm redeemed by his grace, by the suffering he took on the cross. It doesn't mean that we don't miss Eva or even grieve Eva or sometimes question why me. But I know that God has helped me every day and he wants me to help others in their suffering. Isaiah 43, 2. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. God has a name for a child who lost a parent and they are called an orphan. A person who loses a spouse is called a widow. However, a parent who loses a child has no specific name. But God's grace carried me here, and by grace, I will carry on. I want to help other, mo other moms who have experienced the loss of a child and help them find their redeemed grace. And in, in sharing my story with you all tonight, it gives me great joy in knowing that our God, in knowing that our God is always there with arms wide open, to meet us right where you, we are. Seek God in your darkness, and he will, he will be your light. Seek God in your questions, and he will be your answer. Seek God in your anger, and he will be your peace. Seek God in your sorrow, and he will be your comforter. Seek God in your uncertainty, and he will be your confidence. Seek God in your sin, and he will, he will, be, he will redeem you. Seek God in your forgiveness, and he will be your salvation. Seek God in salvation, and he will be your eternity. And I know by God's redeeming grace, we are chosen, redeemed, and freed. Thank you, Lord, for your redeeming grace.